that I'm is an area I'm eager ripe, to help. That's yeah. an area ripe with innovation. So this could be a yes. uh, a beautiful match. Powers, if we right. put like hashtag crypto on this episode and blast it out, you're gonna get the weirdest people calling you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. okay. That's Great. okay. Yeah. I'll pot them off on Sean if they're too weird. You know? Yeah, Thank I'll you. send you his address. <laughs> <laughs>Welcome to Craft Advice, a podcast to help investors tackle the more complex area of their personal and business finances. Join Jack and Sean as we discuss everything from investing to retirement and everything in between. All right, like cool. It. Should we kick it off? Let's do it. All righty. Well, welcome everyone back to another episode of Craft Advice. This is our first ever guest episode. We have Mr. Powers Kane joining us today from Recoup Tax. We're going to jump into everything tax credits. Don't worry about what tax credits are now. We'll <laughs> figure that out together in a few minutes. Um, let's start, Sean. What are you drinking? I am drinking a little uh, party wave from Intuition. Hanging out there, a little local Jacksonville beer. Hey, thank you for bringing a different beer. I think you brought the same one to like the last. It wasn't the same one. One was an Imperial. All right, you swine. I literally you thought low, you bought you karate in the garage swine. like three times in a row. It was karate in the garage and then the Imperial karate. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know those were two in the same. So oh. I, I retract my statement. I'm drinking Slightly Mighty from Dogfish Head IPA. Ooh. Good stuff. Know. Nice. I think this is like a low calorie beer. So I don't know if I'm just, if you I'm losing points doing that. Like vegan but beer. I, just, I think I just realized this is like one of those like marathon runner IPAs type <laughs> thing. You just sunk yourself here. I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you just never tell anyone. Hey, that's why, that's why there's an edit button. It's basically like an alcoholic V8. <laughs> it's delicious. Mm. It's like 95 celery. calories, Sean. I'm going to, you know, do some crunches and squats on the way out of the office today. What are you drinking, Powers? I've got a uh, Tropicalia from my favorite brewery in Athens, Georgia, uh, Creature Comforts. So, really? Yeah, my wife and I went up there about three weeks ago, visited some of her family, and I uh, the can is all the way on the other side of the room. But uh, great brewery. Um, if you're a Marvel dork like me, um, oh, yeah. you see it a uh, a little snippet of uh, this particular beer um tropicalia because it's the beer that thor fat thor is holding uh and end games clutching okay. it going around it sounded yeah. familiar really yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a god i should go get it but uh it's an orange and blue can it's an incredible beer very drinkable ipa um and uh yeah if you've never heard of creature comforts you will soon i don't think it's available outside of georgia just yet but uh great i love that great, great town yeah. oh my god great town. Yeah. i wonder town. if i can photoshop fat thor to the album cover for this episode because i, really <laughs> I, really I googled it that he out. is holding it I, I did see it yep well that that makes up for my uh my uh vegan beer yeah my adolescent <laughs> beer that i'm drinking right <laughs> my adolescent beer i should have brought a heineken zero yes is that a thing yes heineken zero oh, yeah i've never yeah. even heard of that 
<laughs> Nobody I, has powers <laughs> until now. Yeah. I'm, I'm big in the non-alcoholic beers powers. You, you, this is something you're going to slowly learn through this show. This is a sober show. My goodness. Um, uh, Sean, let me ask you questions. Intuition, yeah. the one uh, that also makes the brown nose ale. Yeah. Um, is that intuition? Yeah, it's it's got the dog on it. I don't drink it because yeah. it's a um, yeah, it's just a darker darker beer. But yeah, it's um, God, what is it? It's an, al- it's an alcoholic beer. You know, it's an alcoholic, alcoholic beer. It's got it's got beer in it. The beer's got <laughs> beer in it. It's brown. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And I didn't mention that, but Sean is in Jacksonville, and Powers was at one point living in Jacksonville. So again, yes. connections are made. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Well, well familiar with the Atlantic, Neptune, and Jack's Beach area. I love that uh, particular strip. It's a good well, spot. It's bothering me, so I'm looking it up as we're speaking. You're looking up Fat Thor? Is that what I'm you're looking, Not Fat Thor. We'll leave go him back to, Go back to we'll Fat We'll leave Thor. him out of this. All right, it's well. Dukes. 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 Dukes, that's right. Dukes yeah. Brown Ale. No. Dukes that's Brown right. Ale. Dude, Dukes Brown Ale. That's a staple. That's on tap all over the place up there. I was going to say, Dukes Brown Ale is everywhere. Yeah. Which is why I felt like an asshole for not remembering it, but because it is everywhere. Yeah. Good well, this Solid. is this is this is what this podcast is for is to reminisce on the beers you can't remember. So <laughs> here we are. Well, good. So today, or I guess last week, we talked about buying a business. Sean and I went through some key things to think about when you're buying a business, valuation, contracts, how you negotiate with the seller. Today, we're going to do something different. If you own a business, most people don't want to pay taxes. Unfortunately, you have to, but sometimes there's some incentives. So I know Powers, your company solely works with finding tax credits, but maybe give an overview of what tax credits are and who recoup taxes. Tax credits 101? Yeah. Yeah. So without going into the nitty gritty details, I mean, tax credits are are essentially the most lucrative and I'd say oftentimes underutilized method for businesses, business owners to reduce their tax liability and increase cash flow. Um, You know, I think we don't have enough time today to go through all the various tax credits that are out there on the federal and various state levels, but uh, they number, I'd say probably in the hundreds. Um, Some of them are are more uh, frequently utilized than others. Um, our firm focuses on, on a couple of very specific ones. Um, but a question I get all the time and, and just kind of frame what is a tax credit, most people are quite familiar with a tax deduction. Um, and even when I talk to uh, most finance professionals, it's certainly business owners, founders, those folks that uh, may not be quite as <clears throat> up to speed on, on uh, the distinction between those two. Um, it's real simple, right? So a tax deduction um, is actually impacted by your marginal tax rate, while a tax credit is typically a dollar for dollar benefit. So, you know, for, on a deduction front, if you've got, let's say, a dollar in in your tax deduction, um, that benefit actually goes down by your marginal tax rate. Let's say it's twenty percent. So you actually are only getting eighty cents of the actual benefit, while for tax credits, dollar for dollar. So you get a dollar in credit and you get a dollar in benefit, right? So if you have, you know, a dollar in tax liability with the credit, you suddenly zero that out. So 
uh, it's quite powerful, um, you know, and, and especially some of the ones that are available, both, you know, mirrored on the federal and state level, you can do some uh, pretty powerful things to, <clears throat> to lower that tax liability, um, especially, you know, some of the credits that we work with, the R&D tax credit in particular, is very prominent in the tech and manufacturing sector. You probably hear a lot about it when people gripe about, you know, why doesn't Pfizer pay any income tax or, you know, Amazon didn't pay a single dollar in, in federal income tax. How the heck did that happen? Well, it's because they've, well, a, there are many reasons for that, but uh, a very large component of that is uh, their ability to leverage tax credits. So hopefully that wasn't uh, that wasn't too roundabout, but that's uh, that's essentially what a tax credit is. I was hoping you were going to go into like the entire IRS publication on that. So, well, <laughs> and by the Not way, today. are you wearing a, a retro St. Pete Pier T-shirt? I am. That. <laughs> it even throwback. says throwback. Even, yeah. it even says throwback. Yeah, this is right uh, this is my favorite T-shirt. Um, I guess one of the benefits to working remotely these days is you don't have to suit up or wear, uh, wear a collar shirt. Yes, a life it's of a leisure. Life of it's a life like of the, leisure. There you yeah. go. <laughs> life of comfort and leisure. That's right. That's it's right. really enjoyable. So, Powers, you uh, you touched on uh, R and D tax credits and how that's you know kind of the bread and butter. Uh, you know, maybe elaborate for the audience uh, more about what tax credits are. And, and also, you know, maybe some more about what are the most common uh, business types or industries that, that can really benefit from these. Yeah. So let's, let's focus on uh, the R&D tax credits. It's, it's, a, it's a great example. That, that R&D, by the way, is research and development for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> That's correct. Um, and actually, we like to call it the innovation tax credit. Jack. Ooh, um, fancy. Yeah, and the reason that is, is uh, this is a great example of how some credits are grossly underutilized. So the R&D tax credit has been around for 40 years. Um, the last recorded year, which is still 2019, right, because we're still wrapping up 2020 tax season, uh, hopefully next month, <clears throat> the federal government paid out $18 billion to businesses. Um, and <clears throat> essentially what it is, is it's the government rewarding companies for taking on the risk of innovating, creating new products, processes, techniques, software. Um, and what the federal government is essentially saying, and it's also available on the state level, but what the federal government is saying is this is a way to promote <clears throat> innovation within the U.S. economy that will ultimately make us more competitive on a global scale, Right. So they're going to reward companies for taking on that risk, doing that work onshore, um, and they're going to pay out uh, a percentage. Usually, it's about ten to twelve percent of qualified expenses. So, you know, if you think about it, if you got a million bucks in in qualified expenses, you know, you're, you're going to get back a hundred, hundred and twenty thousand uh, bucks from from the federal government. So. Um, it's, uh, it's a very, very powerful uh, tax credit. And again, as we talked about earlier, it's dollar for dollar, right? So you're either clearing out your, your income tax liability um, in that amount, uh, or you know, there's some other nuances in terms of carrying it forward. So um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully I answered your question there. Yeah, no, 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 that was great. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, who, who, you know, the companies that take advantage of it, well, here's, here's kind of the interesting part about that particular tax credit is, and what, why we got into it essentially is not just the power and the benefit to, to businesses, but 90% of eligible companies miss out on it. So you're talking and about just due to laziness or yeah, they, there's, there's no way they know, right? That has to be. Well, I, I wouldn't call it laziness, Jack. I would yeah. uh... Relent- <laughs> an, un- an uninformed populace. We'll call it reluctance I, to act. I wouldn't even go there. I, I'd probably lean more towards what Sean said. I, I think uh, I think it's um, poor education. Um, a lot of companies. Uh, self-censor is what I would call, right? Because, and one of the reasons I caught you on R&D is when people hear R&D, you know, what do you think? You think, you know, lab coats and Bunsen burners and, you know, giant scientific breakthroughs. And, you know, that, that's that's all part of it. Um, but innovation happens in on much smaller levels, right? So, yeah. and, and in, in very non-obvious ways. And especially for this IRS, uh, the definition for, for the, R&D tax credit. So for instance, we're drinking beer right now. You would never think that a brewery is doing R&D, but that's not true, right? They yep. are coming up with new flavors. They're coming up with new packaging. They're coming up with um, new ways to uh, new strains or strands or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not a brewery expert, but uh, breweries can absolutely qualify for the R&D tax credit on, on it in a multitude of ways. Um, but if you ask somebody that owns a brewery, you know, maybe here in, in Florida or, or maybe in Georgia as well, they may not have thought about it, right? Because it's non-obvious to them. They're focusing so, on beer all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, business owners focus on their business, right? Yep. And they often, they're outsourcing that financial management to somebody else. Maybe they've got an internal person that's keeping the books. Uh, you can't blame somebody, but the fact of the matter is they could be missing out on lots and lots of money over the course of time that that could help them continue to grow their business. So, so hypothetically, last episode, I talked about if you wanted to have, you know, a starting a business from scratch, you could you know, re reinvent pogs from way back in the day. And I said, you could just 3d print. There's the innovation, all the slammers and pogs. So technically, I mean, I'm not going to hold you to this, but would that be innovation? <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I mean, you have to have, I probably have to have sales. <laughs> so I have to sell this stupid thing. <laughs> so the, the crazy part of Maybe, maybe not. Uh, no, the crazy thing about this credit is um, there are there's a gray area. It's not just about plugging in numbers, right? So the IRS wants to look at um, are you is there a scientific process applied, right? Trial and error, testing, modeling. So you know maybe you go through a couple of iterations on you know is this the right pog? I don't even know what a pog is, but I'm. You don't remember uh, pogs? That I'm is, rolling that with your really, really disappointing powers. Now I'm upset. No, no, Damn it! Was, I'm going to get you I a throwback was, pog shirt as your second favorite shirt. <laughs> okay, okay. I was I was raised in a monastery. What am I going to say? Um, no, no. But um, you know, are we are we using an iterative process, right, to to make sure that it's uh, that our end product is optimal? Or is there an application of hard science? Um, are we actually making? Are we doing this? Are we three D printing it to make it better, to make it cheaper? 
Um, so these are questions the IRS is going to ask, not just because, you know, you don't have, it had, doesn't have to be new to, to the world, right? Your innovation just has to be new to your company. Um, but, uh, yeah, potentially I would say not just maybe, yes, that would be a great example. Here we go. Whoever takes that idea, I threw it out. Whoever heard last episode, you can have it. And now you can call powers and get some tax credits. It's like a, a win-win. Boom. Yes, your, your three the cost to your, of your three D printer can be uh, subsidized by the R and D tax credit. So. Is there anything I for service the, job? Uh, oh, I ahead, John. Yeah, the, the Chinese government gives tax credits for uh, for IP for the risk of IP theft. <laughs> yeah, it's like a different angle, right? I mean, they're going, they're taking on the risk of taking on that IP theft, and who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think uh, I think they just take it and, and run with it. <laughs> Um, but cost, of goods, huh? cost of goods hey. sold, <laughs> right? But I will say that, uh, even though the U S, um, conceived of this type of credit, um, in the four years since it, it, you know, it was conceived, uh, I believe now we're at 45 different countries throughout the world. Right now we have a global economy yeah. in 1981, not so much. Um, and so, you know, there are many, countries are using very similar credits to compete for business, right? So- uh, How are we on that competitive scale not, with, uh, with, with this particular type of program? We're about middle of the road now, um, to be honest with you, yeah. Who, who is um, the, uh, who's kind of more at the tip of the spear? Um, I will tell you a, com- a country that's used it to great success. I'm not quite certain about the, the ranking, but uh, Ireland. I was going to say Ireland. Think. Yeah. yeah. So I was. All the inversions. In yep. Yep. I was in uh, Dublin two years ago. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you like beer, that's a place to go. Um, maybe not craft beer, just like. Guinness yeah. around the horn. Um, Alcoholic but- mud. <laughs> real, real angry uh, and just drink alcoholic mud. Right. Why, why, are you, why are you blushing and swearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you turned, I mean, I remember turning the corner in one part of the city and, you know, it's near these old docks and it's every tech name that you could possibly imagine has, has a presence there. And it's largely because of their, their credit system, um, you know, particularly the R and D tax credit. What about service jobs? Is there anything in the service industry that can get considered innovation or the scientific method? I mean, how, how does that get looked at? Or is that, do you need something more tangible? Yeah, that's going to be a tough one, right? Cause you need, you don't necessarily have to have IP associated with it. I mean, that helps. That's pretty obvious. You know, uh, filing a patent is is pretty obvious. Um, but service level is usually not uh, not a, an area ripe with um, with innovation. Now we could kind of dig into it and say, you know, the point of sale system, right? Whoever invented that. Um, which relates to service-related industries, um, that's certainly an innovation, right? And, and that kind of development, if it's done here in the States, would be would fall under this umbrella. Now, is there anything that is glaringly... Sorry, Sean, if I keep cutting you off, but first of the mic wins. <laughs> Those are the rules. Those it's are like, the rules. 
was a jeopardy or something. You got to hit the buzzer first yeah. and you ask the question. You're too, you're too slow. Um, is there anything glaring? Obviously we just mentioned service stuff, but are, are there any industries or sectors that are just a complete hands off with this? So if someone says I work blank, they're immediately not eligible for this in the family business. I'm a doctor. Um, so here's the deal. The, the reason companies, the size of your company, the industry that you're in, um, the amount of revenue that you have, none of the uh, people often think these are factors and that's not true. Um, it's all about the activities and what you're, what you're conducting. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a family doctor, no, you're not really doing the right activities. Right. Um, now if that family doctor is, has produced a new tool or, you know, I don't know. I mean, if they, uh, something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then, then we were having a different conversation, right? Because again, the IRS is looking for, is there a qualified business purpose, right? Are you, mm-hmm. are, are you developing this to increase functionality, reliability, performance, is there some hard science involved? Uh, was there an elimination of uncertainty? And then was there trial and error, right? So you have to document all this stuff, right? So, you know, given a root canal is pretty basic <laughs> procedure here. Um, but there are non-obvious <clears throat> um, applications of this particular credit all over the place, right? So you think of, think of a law firm. Okay. Like you not think that a law firm is very uh, innovative, but I, for many years I worked in IP and I sold IP software and the IP software, the platform that we sold had, you know, in its original iteration had been developed by just some lawyer in Minneapolis who wanted a better way to track the various uh, due dates for uh, patent fees in every jurisdiction throughout the world. Um, and yeah, that guy was innovating, but you know, no one would ever think, right. That, 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 that a law firm is ripe for innovation, but if they're, if they're developing their own time tracking or billing, uh, or expense, um, platform, then that kind of work, as long as it's done here in the States, right. Or on, on us territory, us soil, um, you know, they can, they can qualify. Let me ask you this. Have you guys gotten anything interesting in say the crypto space or anything? Anything along those lines, fintech oriented? You know, we haven't. A lot of innovation there, obviously. Calling all crypto yeah. guys, throwing yeah. throwing at powers. Yeah, let's let's chat. Um, I, I we have not personally. Our 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 firm has not worked uh, with anybody in that space. Um, yeah. We're largely in. Uh, done some work in the aerospace. A lot of manufacturing. Um, sorry if you can hear that. That's uh, my chime. Oh my God. I hope this doesn't go on. Nope. <laughs> you Don't can hear, hear that? Okay, nope. good. Uh, it's only my headphones. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, software applications in aerospace or uh, aviation, um, a couple of government contractors, um, you know, security, cybersecurity. Uh, but no, no, to answer your question, Sean, uh, unfortunately not. So if there's anybody out there, that's an area ripe with innovation. So this could be a, yes. uh, a beautiful match. Powers, if we right. put like hashtag crypto on this episode and blast it out, you're going to get the weirdest people calling you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's Great. okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll pawn them off on Sean if they're too weird. You know? Yeah. I'll send you his address. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's have lunch. Here's where you can meet me. Yeah. Meet you guys in Tampa. So how about, uh, I'm going to jump into the next section we want to look at, but it, so if someone's missed this, how far back can you, uh, I guess, can you go back in time? Can I audit my 2019, 2018, 2017? I mean, you could do it with your taxes to begin with and refile, but is there any way to go backwards and collect credits for prior years? Yes, it, it is what I would term uh, flexible, right? It's retroactive, potentially up to three years. Um, so that first hit, right, if you, if you haven't been um, taking advantage of this, it could be pretty substantial. Um, it, if you are not, pro, if you're not paying income taxes, right. Um, and you don't, don't fall under a startup provision. Um, cause they, they do allow startups to, um, apply to, to FICA, right. Their, their payroll taxes. Then you can also carry it forward up to 20 years. Oh, really? So, yeah. So as you're, you're building up this nest egg, right? Um, and when you do have a taxable year uh, mm-hmm. liability, suddenly, you know, you can you can potentially win by that. Yeah. So it's uh, um, it's pretty lucrative. Um, you know, and that's the federal level. Each state, and I believe there's 36 states that offer it. Um, they each have their own own laws. Um, California is is. Uh, you know, has a very lucrative, I think it's about 13 and a half percent, um, you know, the, they'll, uh, pay, pay back from a, a total qualified expense, uh, here in Florida, it's a little wonky. Um, so a lot of that money, you know, you can get, you can, you know, start creeping closer to 20% of, uh, of your, uh, qualified expenditures. So, um, yeah, it can be, it can be a nice hit. I know Cal- or, um, California. <laughs> I know uh, Puerto Rico's got a lot of unique tax, uh, um, you know, structures, loopholes, there and loopholes, you know, <laughs> setups, if you will. Is there call your shot, per- John. Call your shot. Shelters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking. I'm curious. Is there anything different or unique about how this is treated in Puerto Rico versus the rest of the, obviously, actual states? Uh, you know, Puerto Rico sent essentially, you know, mirrors, um, it doesn't even count, I guess. Well, the, uh, Puerto Rico does not do the R and D tax credit, but, uh, they offer a wide variety of other tax credits. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sure have, some of the other ones, I wasn't sure if this was one of those that fell in that wheelhouse. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It has to um, be in the 50, 50 states. Yeah, it's not tech. It's a U.S. territory, but it has to be in, mm-hmm. in the greater fifty states. That's correct. Got yeah. It. So, yep. um, but uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, a couple of years, Puerto Rico is the fifty-first state. Maybe I uh, Puerto Rico. I've never been. I've never been. Oh my god! Uh, cool spot. Have to go. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's the best because it's it's all the little things that you know sometimes are fun about overseas, but sometimes are annoying. Like money and currency and your cell phone and just directions and little things like that. You go to Puerto Rico, your cell phone works perfect. You want to find a place, you punch it in, you get right there. The, everything is U.S. dollars. It's the easiest third world you've ever been to. But it is it is still third world. If you, if you go like a couple streets past where, you know, the 
the uh, illuminated signs are, let's say, it gets a little <laughs> sketchy. Wait a second. What kind of illuminated signs? Oh, just like a sign that says like hotel. Like you go oh, a couple blocks okay. past past that. Neon red <laughs> sign that says hotel. Hotel is. <laughs> yeah, the scantiless illuminated <laughs> signs. Um, no, but on a serious note, Powers, uh, maybe talk to us in the audience about some, you know, do you guys ever run into any audit issues or anything's along that front kind of, I guess, from an audit perspective? Look, I mean, an aud- your chances of audit on a regular uh, tax return are about two to 3%, right? You can get audited. An audit is not an indication that you've done anything wrong. Sure. Some- sometimes it's just the IRS <clears throat> picks you out of a hat and shows up and they want to do a quality check on, uh, yep. on your work. Absolutely. So, Every year, you you run a two to three percent chance of audit. Okay, chances are you're not going to get audited pretty much ever. Yeah. Um, you guys maybe have a heightened chance, or, or so raise any kind of issues with that. With a timely filed return, no. Okay, if you are going back retroactively, twenty I'd years. Say, <laughs> yeah, twenty years. Right? <laughs> um, uh, well, you can only go back three years in this no. case uh, with the R and D. But if you are amending your previous uh, returns, sure, uh, there is a slightly increased uh, chance of audit. I would say it goes from two to three to maybe five to seven percent. Um, so you know, again, the chances are are pretty slim, honestly. Um, and, and one of the reasons that, uh, folks hire us is we are also substantiating uh, these credits. We're not just filling out a spreadsheet and giving you the IRS documents that you can file. We're actually providing a narrative that, uh, that really would explain to an auditor exactly the methodology that was used to come up with the very numbers that, that were calculated and then ultimately filed on, on whatever form. Um, you know, no, that's good. I was actually about to ask you, how do you guys typically deal? I'm sure, like you mentioned, it's very rare. It doesn't come up very often, but on the rare occasion that it does, how do you guys typically deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the client will have a study that we have performed, um, that they can, that contains all the calculations that contains the narrative, the substantiation, um, they can provide that to the auditor. We always sit down with our clients. So we'll, we provide what's called audit defense, right? So we can sit at the table with them because we performed all the work they've trusted us to do it and we'll if there's any questions uh we'll we'll explain it to them um and and i don't know if you guys have ever been through an audit i i have in a previous life and if you've got your ducks in a row um what is the irs gonna say you know uh, they're trying to poke holes but if you've got all all your receipts and you've got all the the paperwork and, and the substantiation there the files are in the computer. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there, get it, Owen no... Wilson. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's always a risk, uh, but really, it's not something that people should be scared about, right? Um, if you've done it correctly, if you if you've been thorough, um, we always take a slightly conservative approach. Um, so if there's a there's a gray area, there's a question about, mm, we'll 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 tack to. We'll tack to to the more conservative side, um, just so that 
you know, we're not leaving anybody exposed to, to anything that they may regret down, down the road. Um, and the worst, honestly, the worst that could happen is you, uh, you have to refund the credit. Um, yeah. you're not, you're not fined unless there's a very egregious, uh, violation. Okay. No, oh, that's, that's good to know. So worst case yeah. scenario, all you do is you basically return a portion or all, or some, you know, something in the middle of whatever credit you took in that particular year, no fines, penalties, accrued interest, that type of stuff. The, the, there's not, and unless again, there's there's an egregious violation of you know, if let's say you just made up some project that never occurred, <laughs> right? And you're, a lot of you're committing fraud out of the space. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the whole crypto space powers. You got to be careful. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's make it up. What's real? Can I take back my offer? No, no, we're, no, we're gonna. We're going to go post that on uh, crypto Reddit. The community is gathering. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. My inbox is flooded already. Yeah. Someone Uh, hacked your computer during this call. (laughs) That's right. right. Um, So yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. I mean, I think, I think the, the, the main thing to, to realize for business owners out there is there's a lot more opportunity than maybe they're, they're realizing. Um, and if, you know, we're going into a very, I would call it uncertain, uh, tax environment. Um, you know, maybe people would use different words like, um, Hey, taxes are likely going up, um, you know, on, on everybody to fund some of the, we would agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so our credits, you know, credits are, are a way to, to um to marginalize that that impact right um and this is not going away um there was there was talk about um you know and i know we're just talking about one credit here in r&d but just as an example you know the r&d is as we talked about is, is important in maintaining global competitiveness right so the u.s can't afford to crush it that much in fact there's there's talk in um in the current budgetary um discussions of uh increasing the r&d tax credit um and especially for small medium-sized businesses so no yeah so focus more of the benefit on those companies that actually need it which are you know companies are basically below 50 million bucks right Mm -hmm. so um stop rewarding uh yeah the Pfizer's and the amazons that you know they don't they can afford whatever tax bill that, that comes yeah. their way. So. Not everyone's taking their small They're machine really job over to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so not, how, are, how do you... Crypto business is not moving to Galway, right? Well, crypto seems like it can move on the dime wherever it wants. It has no boundaries. So, you know, just moves from state to state and collects all the credits like Pac-Man. They're and everywhere and we are nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Anonymous, right? Well, what's that Shadow show, knows. Mr. Robot? That's basically crypto. Uh, it was a great show for about two, two, three seasons. Right? Yeah, and it got weird pretty quick, but it was good. It was good. Yeah. So, Powers, would you would you encourage people to have a business, even just to reach out to figure out, like, are they a candidate for this? Can their business do this? And if so, how do they connect with your firm? Yeah, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I think if 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 someone is interested in just understanding it a bit more, um, or just seeing if they qualify, we can actually qualify people pretty quickly um, on using some 
very high level uh, information. Um, they're welcome to go to our website, which is uh, www.recouptax.com. And it is spelled with an, uh, it's E-C-O-U-P-E-tax.com. Um, my business partner and I always talk about, maybe we should rename that since we have to spell it out every time. Um, or you can email info at recouptax.com. Um, and I'm more than uh, more than happy that I'll, I'll go to one of our team and uh, or you can uh, email me directly, powers at recouptax.com. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions you might have. I'll spell recoup in the podcast description too. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You can edit that out. You can spell it for me. No, we're, we're editing nothing out. This is just, it's perfect already. We're going with that. Reading comprehension is not my strong suit, Jack. I'm going to need some spelling assistance. Okay. Um, all right. Well, yeah, let's kick it off. Buy, sell, hold. So, uh, so powers. Yeah. Typically what we do here is uh, we usually do three a piece, but Three of us, two each. Math works, I believe. So uh, he can't do spelling, sell, but he can do math. I cannot do spelling, but I can do math. All right, buy, sell, hold. So the nature of tax credits. Do you think I, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier? There's some some hints at it possibly getting bigger. What I mean, I guess do you buy, sell, hold this particular space becoming larger, becoming more accessible and, and possibly something that more firms and business types uh, can take advantage of? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I'll buy. I'll buy on that. Um, I mean, I guess, did you say there was a time frame on this? Um, I do just in general believe that. Um, I think that uh, while we need to fund, you know, the particular uh, – programs that are, that are coming down the pipe here. Um, we, you know, the government needs to be mindful of maintaining, you know, economic activity or some sort of level of growth, right? We can't just, uh, we can't just, um, put the kibosh you get a on car and you get a yeah, car. You just keep interest rates yeah. at zero, President give everyone unlimited cash, and then you send stimulus <laughs> right. checks and you get infinite growth. It's right. Easy and, system powers. Yeah. And you're, you're still, and your your six ounce steak cost forty eight dollars. Um, it's wagyu. Yeah, it's it's wagyu. It's ground chuck for forty eight bucks. Um, but yeah, and I think the cool thing about credits, right, are um, if they're structured correctly, they're they're rewarding the type of behavior that you want to reward, right? Um, they're not just kind of free, a free for all. Um, yeah, you, know, you, should, you showed up. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I'll buy on that. All right, next one I got. Well, I also buy that same thing, even though I know nothing about tax credits. So I'm going to buy it with powers. I'm going to follow his trade because he seems like he knows what he's doing. That is the late. My buy, sell, or hold would be taxes getting simplified in any meaningful way. You're at, this is to me. Okay. This is whoever um, wants to jump in on this can take this. Okay. You guys are both on the side on my Zoom. Well, the so. answer is no, and I sell that. And there's absolutely what is getting simplified about anything that's going on right now. I will leverage my yet. bet and I will go short twice. God. No, I yeah. sell that. I think things will become more complex. But I mean, I, don't know, I, I think this is this is always historically speaking, that tug of war with tax rates and tax policy. Rates go up, but taxes become more complex and there's more holes in the cheese, right? I mean, there's more ways for people to figure out how to get around these higher rates 
And at the end of the day, the government takes in relatively um, the same amount relative to GDP, right? If you look at historically, it floats between 19 and 21% of GDP is what we take in on an annual basis. And it's, it's definitely not something that I think is going to deviate much. I mean, again, it's, it's, I think it's going to become more convoluted, more complex, but yeah, again, I don't think it's going to move the needle much one way or the other. It's my cool. Take. I sell it. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Powers, what do you I'll got? Buy, sell, sell hold. What are you thinking? Oh my goodness. I, I'm, I've actually come uh, unprepared. So let me see. Are you guys, we make uh, these up on the fly. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. First thing comes uh, to your head. It could be the color of wall paint. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It could be pogs. You don't know? do, don't do the color of wall paint. I'm very bad with color. Come colorblind. Yeah. It's colorblind about, and you can't spell. How <laughs> Got about, a lot of ailments. Um, buy, sell, hold, um, the move to work from home. Is that, is that gonna, is that gonna continue? Is it gonna stick or was it just a bunch of blowhards during, uh, taking advantage of, of, uh, the pandemic to, to placate their employees? Are we going to come back to, to work from uh, the office and, and how is that going to impact the economic growth in general, if at all, by so that's more of a question, but work from home. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's, I think I might hold it. I think it's not going to be work from home, but it'll be like a five day a week is four and you get like a flex day. I think a lot of, you've seen a lot of companies report that they've gotten less out of their employee, like output while they're mm-hmm. at home. And it makes sense. Like I'll call some of the banks we work with and all of a sudden like a dog starts barking or some guy's like, can I let my dog out real quick? I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like, now I'm on hold for 10 minutes while this guy goes home and <laughs> does his chores. So, but I also think people want accountability. So they want people in the office. So I think it's going to be more of like a hybrid home slash. So I'm not buying it, I'm not selling it. going to hold it. We're just riding the fence all day, huh? All right. Oh yeah. Neutral Switzerland. Switzerland. That's the, that's the Swiss haircut you've got. I like it. It's good. Is it? This thing's just like high and tight that went a little too high and tight. <laughs> it got real high, real tight. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd have to hold it too because I don't think it's – I think we've seen peak work from home, I guess I would say, right? I don't think it's going to get worse, but I don't think it's, it's necessarily going to get a ton better. I mean, there's – like Jamie Dimon's – telling you know people to come back to work but some people can still stay home fidelity is fidelity investments same thing it's like a lot of people are invited back some people are encouraged to stay home unfortunately i think the the vaccine or non-vaccine uh you know vax or non-vaccinated is is weighing in on the uh, employer's decision Mm. as far as who they want to bring back into the office or not um but yeah i i don't i don't think it's ever going to i don't i wouldn't say ever but I think it's going to be a while before it gets back to where it was before. I think eventually we do get there just because the reality is, is productivity has dropped. It is lower at home. You are more distracted. It's, I don't care what anybody says. You're just, it's not the same. There's synergies aren't there. You're not picking up good ideas from people around you. I mean, there's a lot of really good things you get being in an environment of creativity of work of, you know, effort, Whereas if you're by yourself in your home office, in your cave, on your Zoom calls, 
you're just sitting there like Pinocchio with your thoughts and it's it's not the same. <laughs> Didn't he have Geppetto? But maybe Didn't I might Geppetto? sell this. Actually, you know what? I just talked myself into selling this. I'm selling this. Wow. wow. Okay. No. Right. I'm out. You, you started Sold. with one trade and before your order filled, you were already, you know, <laughs> changing the position out. That's it. I'm out. All right. What do you got, Sean? You're you're up. <clears throat> I'm up. All right. Well, since uh since I have got I've got two Tampa boys here. Uh how are the Bucks doing this year? You guys buy, sell, or holding? Are we reaping? When I say we, I mean you, because I'm unfortunately rooting for the Jags. Um, here we are. But how are you guys doing? <laughs> buy, I sell, went, or hold. Whoever wants to take, jump in. You want to take that first? Yeah. Whoever wants to take Tom Brady first. Powers, if you want to jump in. Um, I'm, the, tough, uh, the tough task of taking on, oh, yeah, I've got Tom Brady. Go on. I'm gonna sell the box. I don't. I don't think that they can do it twice in a row. I think it's really, really tough. Um, yeah, they've got everybody back, um, but I think time in the I modern a, era. I just have a feeling. It, it, there's no. There's no actual logic behind it. I just have a feeling that something. They were so healthy last year. And that is, it's such a critical component. Um, they've got depth in some pretty key areas, but I just have a feeling that things are going to be not quite as fortuitous as they were last year for them. And Fair. it's going to be, it's going to be a tougher road. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think sure. they can repeat. So sure. that's, I'm going to buy hours for the Super Bowl. I'm going to buy Powers' <laughs> shares from him, so I'll take the other side of his his trade. He You're sells. I'm down on the Super Bowl. Well, so I went to I went to the last preseason game and they got torched, but they're not playing anyone that's relevant. So you got a bunch of, you know, all the people that are trying to figure out who makes the team are in there. That said, yeah. they still have such a stacked roster that I think once they're out there, you got Brady throwing, you got Mike Evans back to health. I don't know if they'll make it to the Super Bowl again, but they're definitely playoff contention in my mind. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, it's a very tough thing to repeat. There's just so many things that have to go your way for anybody to repeat. It's so I'm going to throw my buy, sell, and hold back at you, Sean, and wonder about buy, sell, or hold the Jags. Oh. You cut Tebow, man. You're screwed. What are you going to do? <clears throat> that is an unfortunate hole in the roster that we will uh, – <laughs> we will have to search far and wide to fill. We're not sure. We've uh, we've checked the local quickie marts and uh, gas stations. We're not sure, uh, but I think uh, I think the biggest <laughs> big big Tim big Tim's yeah. gone. Uh, but uh, TL we're on the Dell bandwagon. TL train, baby. <laughs> Trevor. Did he go back to his uh, multi-million-dollar coastal home with his? Uh, didn't he marry Miss Universe? Tough yeah, life for that guy. No, I know it's a rough. It's a rough life. And That's and nice. and then he's got the the uh, what's the brand uh, love? Uh, oh my god, I can't even remember this thing. But yeah, Tebow's uh, he's an interesting character. Very much loved by the uh, the people of Jacksonville. Unfortunately, he's got, PD, he's got a lot of PDQ money he's sitting back on. So he's got chicken tenders and dipping PDQs. sauces to dip his sorrows in. I have PDQs, which those things are always busy and incredible. I love PDQ. Is, is he a PDQ heir? 
I think, well, not an heir, but I think he I wouldn't say an heir, but franchise. he's definitely a franchisee who's got, got a, a good dozen or so, or I've, I've heard he's got a pretty good amount. Yeah. I have no statistics to back this, but I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Our power. Yes, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is leading us uh, to the promised land. We're going to go 500 and uh, cry a lot. So here we go. Oh, so it's, it's going to really be remember the Titans, isn't it? It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Hollywood. Right. Well, let sunshine take you to the finish California line. California dream boat. What do you got, Powers? Wrap it up. Okay. Since this is a beer podcast, buy, sell, or hold the uh, seltzer craze. Are we going to look back on this in 10 years? Like uh, they did in the late '80s on bell bottoms. Like, what were we doing? Or are we still going to be? You know, people are still going to be drinking like raspberry lime spritzers at their Fourth of July party. Uh, what do you guys think? I think my grandparents would slap me across the face, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I I might hold them just because I think they're better than some of like the super sugary things. I. The only thing I, I do like the highballs. I think those are pretty good, but like some of the seltzer stuff, it's just like a bunch of water. And then all you get is a stomach ache and a hangover. And I'm, I'd sell that aspect pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. I think these are the bath salts of beer. It's the, uh, <laughs> it peaked early and got a really roaring reviews, a lot of wild times. And I think it's going to fizzle out in, in a really short, in a short time period. We're going to look their commercials at- look like a lot of fun, but exactly we're gonna look back at this from years and we're gonna be like these guys were having a blast they were pounding these lemon meringue uh, seltzer waters it was uh it's a crazy time it's a crazy yeah. time if anything yeah. i think it's gonna become more like those highballs where it's more like vodka i think it's gonna get a little crazier from here i think this is just the tip of the iceberg i think this stuff's definitely gonna start fading away or i hope it is at least yeah i'm, I'm with you i'm gonna i'm gonna sell um, I'm going to sell on that. I think we're going to look back and just wonder what, back ourselves. We, yeah. What were we doing? Um, basically. <laughs> so lemon meringue. Yeah. Nothing like a little, little mango raspberry, uh, stomach right. ache to really, yeah. You know, oh, we're going on a boat. Off. Someone's like, you want this cheesecake seltzer? It's like, get, what is this? Get out of here. Right. Get off the fucking boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you do it like a pirate and just throw them off the boat. You just get the fuck off the boat right now. <laughs> Don't come back. Don't come back. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Powers, appreciate everything on tax credits. Again, yeah, thank you. Very informative. The, Very informative. Repeat the website one more time for anyone that wants to reach out and go through this stuff. www.recouptax.com. And I'll put that in the comment or whatever section, the text section of the podcast, where we can type in what the heck we're talking about. We're not going to put in the lemon meringue seltzers, but we'll put in recoup tax. I'm sure. Is there information on your website powers? If people want to jump into this and at least get their feet wet before they give a phone call to you. There is indeed. There's uh, there's plenty of information there. Um, have a look. So perfect. Any... Well, thanks for having me on guys. Really appreciate it. Had a, had a blast. Cheers. Cheers. Perfect. All right. 
Jack and Sean work for Senge Advisory Group, a registered investment advisory firm. All discussions between Jack and Sean or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Senge Advisory Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Senge Advisory Group may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.